Today's noisy digital first world is a challenging one for business owners. How do you get more people to know you, trust you and to respect your brand? How do you stay front of mind with your target audience as well as talked about in a positive way in the marketplace? The answer is public relations, but not as you know it. Get ready to unlock the potential of your business through the power of PR, content and digital communications. Get ready to become your own PR machine. G'day and thanks for tuning in to Become Your Own PR Machine, the podcast. My name is Trevor Young, aka The PR Warrior, and in this episode, I'm going to be unpacking what I call leadership content, and I will be explaining why I think that leadership content is rocket fuel, potentially rocket fuel for your uh, professional personal brand or your business, or if you're in the non-profit space, then your non-profit organisation. Now, in the last episode, which was number eight of the podcast, uh, I went through what I call my content buckets uh, framework, and this is a framework designed to keep your content efforts uh, fresh and interesting, not just for uh, not just for your um, the people who are reading and watching and consuming your content, listening to it if it's a podcast, but also for your good self because if we're putting content out there all the time, particularly in the on social media and and you know whether it's YouTube or whatever, uh, it's good to be able to mix things up a little bit to keep ourselves fresh. So if you haven't uh, listened to that one, that was episode number eight. Uh, it's called Use This Framework to Keep Your Content Efforts Fresh and Interesting. Uh, I urge you to do so because that will provide you context. And one of the types of the, there was four types of content, um, that I, uh, discovered, uh, that I unpacked. <laughs> and, uh, this is a, as I said, a framework that I've been refining for many, 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 many years. And, uh, I found that it's an invaluable tool for, uh, helping my clients to categorize the different types of business content that they should be or could be creating. So the the four key buckets were utility content. Now, this is um, this is a lot of the content that you will see out there from businesses. It, it provides useful how-to information that addresses uh, the needs and pain points of your audience uh, relative, obviously, to your field of expertise and the, um, the arena that your business plays in. Uh, then we have leadership content, and this is content that inspires people to think bigger while challenging their thinking around relevant topics and issues. That's what we're going to unpack in this episode. Uh, number three, bucket number three was human content, and this is all around making your brand relatable by taking people behind the scenes of your business as well as telling other people's stories. Human content, uh, I'll be unpacking that one <laughs> uh, in the next episode. So keep a, a, an ear out for that one. And the fourth bucket of this framework uh, is brand content. And this is the content that promotes your company, its products and services, uh, includes uh, promotional calls to action, um, you know, such things as getting people to turn up to an event or um, download a guide or subscribe to your your list or your ebook or your report, uh, that sort of thing. So um, that was that was the the content buckets uh, framework uh, in episode number eight. But today it's all about leadership content. Now I I really do emphasise the importance of balancing these types of content. Um, as I said, this will keep things interesting for your audience as well as yourself. Now 
The other thing around the uh, where we want to go today is I'm going to give a lot of examples. So uh, I urge you, and I'll, I'll put them in the show notes, but I do urge you to uh, to check some of them out because, you know, it's one thing for me to explain them <laughs> uh, here on a podcast, but it's another thing, you know, to go and check their websites out, their social media, their LinkedIn, subscribe to their newsletters or their podcasts, check out their videos, et cetera. Um, that's, that's certainly if you want to get a grasp on leadership content. So let, what is leadership content? As I said, um, this is content that inspires people to think bigger uh, while, you know, potentially challenging their thinking around relevant topics and, and issues. Uh, with utility content, you know, we, we think about our audience and their, their needs and their pain points and their challenges and how can we, uh, help them, uh, through the delivery of timely and relevant information. So that's very much audience driven. The thing about leadership content is people don't know what they don't know. And leadership content, uh, might provoke hopefully will provoke thought, uh, maybe change the way people think about a topic or an issue, might get them across trends, give them insights they'd never thought about before. Um, it might, um, you know, challenge people. It might be uh, a, like a metaphoric <laughs> slap in the face with a dead fish. It might, you know, people might get angry at your content. Uh, it might be controversial. So uh, it's it's a lot harder to box in, but it's not necessarily addressing people's pain points or needs. In fact, it might be uh, indeed making them rethink things and uh, and far from helpful. <laughs> it might be, um, it might change, as I said, change the way they think about a topic or issue. So this is the stuff that a lot of non uh, fiction authors uh, write bestsellers about. Um, so if we looked at Malcolm Gladwell's The Tipping Point, for example, or anything that Seth Godin writes, I mean, these are these can sometimes, uh, for a lot of people, be challenging books or at least get you thinking about a topic or an issue and maybe changing the way you do things. And so very, very powerful. I, I guess if you look in the non-profit space and if you're a social entrepreneur, well, you've got you know, the topic um, and the movement you're probably trying to grow. Um, this too will be off the back uh, of leadership content. So it, it really is thought leadership. You know, I've taken the thought off it and just called it leadership content. Uh, but, you know, if, if you're um, wanting to be positioned as a thought leader, this is the space that you have to uh, to play in. Now, first class leadership content has, I think, the power to not only differentiate your business in the marketplace, but also to significantly build visibility and reputation and trust. And, you know, we want to, we really do want to differentiate ourselves. Um, you know, the problem with a lot of utility content is it's very samey. It's very, you know, people have got, um, your, your customers, your clients have got the same um, challenges and issues as your competitors and if they're out writing content around that and you are as well then it's a little bit harder to differentiate it's not to say that you shouldn't be doing and i think utility content is a really great place to start no one ever went wrong being useful and helpful but i really think that leadership content can really be the rocket fuel for your brand reputation again is it your professional personal brand is it your non-profit brand is it your business um, I, I think it works right across the board so um, leadership content um, 
you know, if you if again, if we look at the utility content, is is a lot of the stuff you see out there. There's not as much leadership content out there. Um, there's a lot of people out there purporting to be thought leaders when they're actually not. <laughs> um, you know, true thought leadership content will get you thinking, and it's it's more substantive. You're going to have to hurt your brain a little bit to do it. Um, it's thought provoking. Uh, it's insightful. It might. It might actually, um, you know, come off the back of research. And again, I'll give you a stack of examples in this episode. Um, so it might be around research and trends, or it might be a, a new um, spin on the way you're uh, on a, on an old topic, on a tired old topic, and you come in with a fresh twist and um, you challenge people the status quo around that um, you know the common held or the status quo or the common held um, thinking around that it might be out there busting myths all of this sort of stuff this is the type of content that people share and they talk about and they get involved and they engage with um, and it tends to be bigger picture in nature um, compared to utility content and um, personally I think it works best when developed and created through a PR lens versus a marketing one um, I think that, you know, leadership content works well um, as a PR tool and um, and a lot of the, the mar- content marketers who default to utility content, again, nothing wrong with utility content, they tend to be more from the marketing department, whereas PR is always about pushing boundaries of thought a lot more um, with your leaders, particularly if thought leadership is, is a, um, you know, a strategy that you want to pursue for your business. Um, a key thing that what um, uh, leadership content does is spark conversation. It's it's something that's about putting your ideas and exploring ideas in public often. Um, it, it does it mean you've got all the answers? Absolutely not. It's not about being the smartest person in the room. It's about uh, pulling on a thread of an idea and and today we'd do it in public you go back 10 15 years and you know you'd you'd create a whole book around it and put it out there now you write the book in a, in blog form or th- through tweets or in on linkedin you're, you're putting those ideas out there well and truly before you even write the book um, and do the talk so um, you know that that's a key is you know don't think that these ideas and and the, the concepts that you're putting out in the marketplace uh, via your leadership content, um, do not think that they have to be fully formed. And the other thing about a leadership content, and, you know, it's the same with a thought leader, you have to have leading thoughts, but it's all, you know, there are the thought side of things and then there's the leadership side of things. And the leadership side of things is bringing people along for the journey, you know, building a platform and, you know, giving your platform over to other people so they can, um, you know, be part of that conversation. You know, it's around igniting debate and bringing others along for the journey. It's not about holding in your ideas. It's about getting them out there and being open and humble, uh, being generous with your ideas and getting them out there, but also being open and humble and listening um, to other people's thoughts on it. And indeed, what that will do is maybe, um, you know, give your, your ideas and your insights a, a few more legs. Okay, so a couple of um, things that we're going to talk about here. Um, you know, th- this content, leadership content, could inspire people to take action. Um, it could tap into their dreams and their aspirations. Uh, maybe it will help them reframe their thoughts around the subject dear to their heart. Um, think commentary on social or industry issues and trends. Um, insights based on research, informed perspectives on big picture topics um, where you've been connecting the dots. Connecting the dots really is an interesting way and that's, 
you know, we love following people who can connect, connect dots and give us something new to think about. Um, so that, again, this is what leadership content is all about. Now, if your goal is to increase the level of earned media coverage you get, um, whether it's through being on other people's podcasts or, um, you know, being in your industry trade journal or on other people's blogs or, uh, you know, in the mainstream press or, um, you know, a vertical title of sorts, being on TV, radio, whatever it is, whatever it's going to be, um, being on the stage, that's earned media as as, uh, as I often will say, the stage is the media and you've earned the right to be there. So um, what, what you're, if, you, if that is a goal of yours is to go out and get earned media and extend the reach of your voice um, through um, leveraging other people's audiences, then building a solid base of uh, compelling leadership content over a period of time will, uh, I think, prove useful in this regard. So if let's have a look at a few things. If your goal is to increase the level of just straight editorial coverage you receive, um, then having this content and people talking about it, it helps a journalist or an editor or a, a researcher if it's, um, you know, on broadcast media, it helps them get a handle on all oh, this, you know, there's a bit of meat on this on this bone there's you know people talking about it they're engaging with it there's some um, arguments happening it's controversial uh, that side of things um, it can be a good signal to the people who are going to make a decision to get you on their podcast for example now a classic uh, example of uh, content leadership uh, uh, of leadership content at play is the what I, is the Edelman Trust Barometer this has been around for gosh well over a decade maybe a decade and a half now um, put out every year by the um, the world's biggest PR firm Edelman and it, this is at a very high level so I'm going to start going high first and then I'll give you some other examples but the Edelman Trust Barometer it it continues to uh, generate heaps of chatter and engagement and sh social shares when it comes out they run events around the world um, the, it's Basically, the Edelman Trust Barometer is a report um, into the the people's um, trust in the institutions of uh, government and media and business um, and the non-profit sector. And, and it's a global one, and then they're splits up into uh, they have regional specific ones. So they have a lot of launch events around the world. Um, they, I used to work with Edelman, so I was part of this. They get, um, you know, panels in, speakers, um, they get a lot of media coverage from it. Um, you know, people in in business and and um, the media, the marketing media, and uh, certainly brands and PR people are very much interested in the Edelman Trust Barometer when it does come out, and and it generates a lot of editorial exposure um, because it's become bigger than Ben Hur. So that's a really at a high level, and it's it's. Uh, a property, it's a thought leadership property um, that Edelman put out every year. So then we look at a company like Buffer, which is um, much smaller, and Buffer is a social media scheduling tool, but they have a report called the State of Remote Work uh, Report, and remote working is is a big part of their 
their values as a company. Uh, last time I looked, they had 80 people. They might have more, they might have less, but uh, the large proportion of that 80 people is a they are a pure um, remote working organisation well before COVID. So, you know, the state of remote work is a big deal for them. It's one of their things that they really push. And this report examines data from over 2,000 uh, remote workers from around the world looking at shifts and evolution of remote uh, work. Um, I, the last one I looked at was in 2022, and it was a great example of really meaty uh, leadership content that gets shared and talked about. So have a look at the State of Remote Work report from Buffer um, in 2022. And another one was from Mighty Networks. Now, Mighty Networks did a report um uh, it was titled from Inde uh, sorry from dependence to independence and it was a report that chronicled the rise of the independent creator now why would mighty networks um, put out such a report uh, well mighty networks is a, a an online uh, platform for people who want to uh, build a memberships a membership site whether it's a paid membership site or a free membership site um, they also you know if you want to do courses and that side of things and have live events online, um, then Mighty Networks is one of the OGs in that space, one of the original gangsters in the online membership um, networking space. And so their audiences um, and their, their customers are often independent creators. So by them having the finger on the pulse, uh, doing a report that looks at the growth of um or the trend of the uh, independent uh, creator, then this locks back into who they are and what they do as a business. Now, granted, those two examples, um, those three examples really, the uh, the state of remote work, um, the mighty networks from dependence to independence report, and then the Edelman Trust Barometer, um, they're research-based um, reports. And research um, reports like this tend to be, you know, the domain of companies with big pockets. And, you know, they can their pockets are much deeper than yours and mine. Albeit, <laughs> uh, they still need leaders and internal experts to articulate and communicate the results uh, via the media. But, um, you know, not all of us can, can create a report. But, again, I'm just, you know, you might be running a business and you can create uh, a research report. And the tools to do that today are a lot cheaper and more cost-effective than ever before. So don't uh, disregard it um, because you could do a, a one-off or a, an annual report on a big, meaty topic that you want to own. So if you want to own a particular topic from a thought leadership positioning, this is a great way to do it. Um, but, you know, with today's uh, array of technology, we can do our own research that's, I think, robust enough to generate uh, a result that really piques the interest of uh, the media, but also our own networks. And remember, the media today are um, other content creators as well. Um, just because it doesn't get into your local newspaper doesn't mean it's it's um, it's not worthy of doing. Of course, because you know we might want to get on other people's blogs and be shared on social media and talked about on uh, on Twitter and or X and. Um, and also be invited on other people's podcasts. So a good case in point here is Richard van der Blom's LinkedIn algorithm report uh, on my other podcast, Reputation Revolution. Uh, I did have uh, Richard on earlier in 2023 um, uh, to discuss his LinkedIn algorithm report. So there's a great example of 
hey, thought leadership content, but it's also, you know, he does podcast interviews off the back of that because it's an interesting meaty report and he's pushed the bound he's pushing our boundaries of thinking around LinkedIn. So Richard's uh, LinkedIn algorithm report's a really solid piece of work and it's generated just a crazy amount of engagement on social media and this has obviously led to um, some podcast interviews for Richard and his LinkedIn post that launched the report received well over 6,000, nearly 6,200 reactions, um, over 2,000 comments and uh, well over 800 uh, reposts as well. So you can see that, you know, you could sit there and, and uh, do a, a LinkedIn post and not get any engagement or you can put in the effort and it was a big effort to do, uh, but he now does it annually, uh, getting all of those reactions. That, that went absolutely viral and uh, Richard's got a huge following on LinkedIn and this report is a, is, is a key not the only reason, but it's a pretty good reason why he's got a decent uh, amount of followers on that platform. But, you know, you don't have to produce a research report to tick the leadership content box. A um, couple more examples that I'm going to give you. Again, I suggest you go out and check them out if you uh, if you get time. Uh, in Australia, there's a guy called Greg Savage uh, who has a fantastic blog, great, greatly named blog, by the way, The Savage Truth. Um, Greg is a, um, a thought leader in the, in the recruitment space. And he's, for many, many years, he's, you know, he, he, he ran recruitment agencies these days. He's more of an advisor in the space and he runs events and he's got a book and he, as I said, he blogs and he, you know, he does events, um, uh, internationally in Australia, New Zealand, um, overseas in um, England, South Africa, and he's provocative. He's he's a very provocative writer and speaker. And so he's, you know, he people are attracted to him because he challenges their thinking around all things, you know, recruitment and running a recruitment agency. Uh, another example um, is, and these are all very disparate examples, by the way, people who have popped up on my radar over the journey, uh, Sarah Walker-Smith is the CEO of Shakespeare Martineau, and this is a uh, fast-growing progressive UK law firm uh, with nearly a 1,000 staff. And so it's a, it's a big company. And uh, what I like about Sarah is she articulates her views around a range of topics. So, for example, gender equality, small business, diversity, social media, leadership generally, and the future of law firms. So really, you know, out of all of those topics that she does cover, uh, particularly on LinkedIn, um, you know, there's one that's really locked back to law firms and her business, but the rest are, are you know, to do with running a business, being a CEO, uh, all, you know, vital um, vital things that, um, you know, if you're a CEO or you're running a business, you need to know about these topics and issues that are um, burning out there in the marketplace. Um, David Hyatt, H-I-E-A-T-T. Uh, David is the co-founder of Hyatt Denim Co. H-I-U-T. <laughs> so it's his name is H-I-E-A-T-T, and his business is Hyatt H-I-U-T Denim Co. It's a, a Wales-based jeans brand, 
And he's also co-founder of the Do Lectures, which was voted uh, one of the top 10 ideas festivals in the world by The Guardian. And its talks online have been viewed over 150 million times. He, I, I love the way he constantly challenges the way we think about business and life through his content on LinkedIn. So check out David Hyatt on LinkedIn. Uh, I think you really um, be engaged with um, the content that he does put out there. And you know, again, making us think, making us think. Um, it's not just a how-to or a listicle. It's, make, it's getting, in, getting in deep and, and getting us thinking. Uh, Chris Doe. Now, Chris um, is really is a uh, content creator. He's a podcaster. Um, he's a speaker. Um, he he runs uh, the future. F U T U R. There's no e on the end. And it is um, online training for people in creative industries. So he covers a lot of topics as well. But Chris is really his his star is really starting to shine. And he's really kicking goals with his thought-provoking leadership content across multiple platforms. And he's really one to watch. Um, and he's, um, you know, everything from design and personal branding and leadership and pro- productivity, I think. You know, like genuine thought leaders um, are expansive in their thinking. Um, they can and do talk about um, disparate topics. They often bring them back and connect dots, whereas um, domain experts and subject matter experts, um, you know, often they will go one or two lanes and they'll go deep, 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 deep into those lanes and uh, they're the the ones that really do a lot of really great utility content. Does it mean thought leaders aren't experts? No, not at all, but they might not be the expert, but they package and articulate their ideas in different ways and that's what keeps them fresh and interesting. Um, One of my favourites in the thought leadership space is Joanna Penn and, you know, she just continues to, she's been around the traps uh, for um, probably 10, 13 years now. Um, she runs the Creative Pen, uh, P-E-N-N, a great name as well. That's a, a podcast and her online brand and her blog and everything is under the Creative Pen. And she just continues to educate and inspire in equal measure. And she provides, um, it produces some really great thought leadership content around the future of creativity and writing and, and independent publishing and trends, what's going on there. Um, you know, staying ahead of the game uh, by being a, an author and an entrepreneur or a creative entrepreneur. And Joanna is a great example of a hybrid, really, because she is a deep domain expert. Anything you want to know about um, publishing your own book and marketing your own book and, um, and you know, the independent publishing um, side of things and building a business from your writing, Joanna has got the how-to all the way down through her books and, you know, her courses and stuff. But her her real strength, I think, now is looking at AI and and, and, you know, the health of writers and the mental health of writers and uh, just really starting to, again, if you're an author and you want to build a business around your writing, Joanna's going to help you, but she's also going to inspire you to think bigger in that space and to stay up with trends and to stay current and relevant. And she's fantastic at doing that, Joanna Penn have also interviewed her for the Reputation Revolution podcast. Uh, so check out that one as well. 
couple of other examples of great leadership content um, and people who are putting it out there on a regular basis. Seth Godin, of course, um, I mentioned him, I alluded to him earlier. He's one of the world's most successful bloggers. He's been blogging for 2,482 years. Um, he's, he's, I think he's the poster child of um, leadership content and he's, Concise articles are they consistently challenging and thought provoking? Um, you know, he's not sitting there worried about your, you know, your pain challenges and pain points, and then writing how tos for it. Um, you know, maybe some of his training will be looking at that side of things, but his his writing and his work and his books um, are not like that. There's no way you'll see him posting an article. Uh, along the lines of five ways to hack your marketing plan. <laughs> I googled it just to make sure. Um, Dr. Michelle Mazur, M-A-Z-U-R. Um, she's a leading brand messaging coach and ethical marketing advocate. She has a podcast called Duped, where she explores the dark side of the online business world, or what she calls bro marketing. So yes, uh, most of her content is around, um, you know, brand messaging and, and, you know, that side of things, but then she's moving more you know, as a, as a value and a principle um, around the ethical marketing side of things. So, again, that's, you know, she might, um, by being very open in that space and, and consistently having a voice um, against the whole notion of bro marketing, then, you know, she's going to put off a, a, a certain segment of her audience, but she'll also attract the people who really believe in what she believes in. And that's a lot around um, leadership content is what do you believe? Um, what's your philosophy? You know, go for it, uh, push hard. Um, and she, Dr. Michelle Mazur does that as well. Uh, professional, uh, professional, Professor Scott Galloway. Um, he's he's big on YouTube. Uh, he's terrific. He gets interviewed on on. Um, in the press and on podcasts and on TV all the time. Uh, he is a gem. His videos, uh, in his words, cut through the biggest stories in tech and business, uh, expect unfiltered insights, bold predictions, and thoughtful advice to help you thrive in the workplace. So check out Professor Scott Galloway or Prof G, as he's better known, uh, on YouTube, and you'll see him really just commenting on on a, around, you know, things around economics and finance and marketing and all those sorts of things. And he's, he's, a, he's a real commentator on it and he connects dots and he's thought provoking and he has a, an opinion and he won't hold back, but super, super savvy. And, um, I think he's a professor at NYU University or NYU University as well. So University of New York. So check out Prof. Prof G. So while um, leadership content is generally more associated with uh, business to business and B2B brands uh, and professional services firms and, and you could throw social enterprises in there, um, I think lifestyle brands can also tap into this bigger picture, um, you know, space, bigger picture ideas and trends. Um, they can do it by providing content, again, more around the inspirational side of things that takes the reader or viewer or listener into a topic that's bigger than their brand. And I think that's the thing around leadership content. It's not about you, the brand, and necessarily the um, just what you uh, provide uh, as a business, but you go much bigger picture and much broader. Uh, again, connect dots, inspire people, change the way we think, get us excited and engaged. 
So a good example of a uh, consumer brand doing this is the English paint and wallpaper company, Farrow and Ball, and they have an online publication called The Chromologist. Now, this publication has as its mission inspiring our readers to create beautiful, considered homes to be proud of one post at a time. So they really want you to... Uh, get deep into colour. You know, they're, let's face it, they're a paint and wallpaper company, but, you know, people who are interested in paint and wallpaper are interested in, you know, interior design and, and uh, you know, making a, um, a home that you want to live in and that's, that's be proud of, as they say. So the chromologist from Farrow and Ball is worth a look. Uh, here in Australia, we have a bed linen retailer called Bed Threads, and they're another example they have... Um, a really good blog, but then they have the Makers Home Tours section and they take people through, um, you know, people who are the makers and, you know, creative types who are, you know, just got beautiful homes, nice design, and, again, inspiring people, getting us excited. It's, you know, perfect for – it's very Instagrammable, you could say. But, but again, I put that into – it's not utility content necessarily. They might do how to do this, but it's more about – um, you know, tapping into other creative types and what are they doing, what do their homes look like, uh, et cetera. Uh, and let's just do one more one more example for good measure, Bellroy, uh, another Australian company that sells around the world and they, um, they manufacture wallets and accessories for creative professionals. That's their space now, like things like wallets and all, all things, um, bags and, yeah, I don't know, satchels, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Um, the brand pub publishes an online publication called Carryology um, that uh, shares insights, ideas, and inspiration around all things carry. So we talk bags, luggage, wallets, etc. And this is the mission, or in their own words, about this. Now, bear with me for a tick when we we get to why this really blows me away. But essentially, this is. Um, this is the Carryology um, philosophy. Essentially, we're here to discover, discuss, and disseminate new and better ways to carry. We figure if we can act as something of a campfire for the carry community to gather around, then we should all win from the insights we gain. Now, interestingly, Carryology covers a host of brands that compete directly with Bellroy. Yeah, you heard that right. They actually have created a publication, uh, a very popular publication, long-running publication that promotes uh, the brand's competitors. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, is leadership. <laughs> um, so that will give you an idea of you know that you know that it doesn't really matter what um, marketplace, what brand you are, what's you know you B two B, B two C. There's there might be, not for everyone, this is not for everyone, but um, for a lot of different companies, if you want to be smart and creative, but you want to do the work, this is doing the work. This is not just, again, listicles and getting AI to bang something up for you on how to do whatever, whatever. This is actually pushing boundaries of thought. So as I said at the outset, your head's going to have to hurt a little bit. You might have to do some research, a lot of reading, um, you know, interview people, um, join dots. Uh, look, it's there's a there's a lot in this space, and um, but I believe that leadership content done well, uh, with purpose, 
with passion, with zeal, it can often help differentiate um, entrepreneurs, domain, even if you're a domain expert and you want to push boundaries and go a bit further uh, away from your topic, um, um, business owners, uh, social entrepreneurs, it can it can really start differentiating your personal or business or non-profit brand in the marketplace. And for this reason, I think it, it has a place in the content armory of particularly if you're getting into personal branding, it definitely uh, has a has a place there. But even if you're running a company as well, um, leadership content, as I said, might take more work because original um, thought and a sharpened, spiky point of view. I like that. Uh, um, a co- the co-founder of Maven, a, a lady named Wes Ko, um, she coined the phrase a spiky point of view. Um, so original thought and a sharpened, spiky point of view often does uh, take thought and time to do, but it can be well worth the effort uh, when done, uh, as I said, with with enthusiasm and um, passion <laughs> uh, and purpose over the long haul. Um, it'll take more work, but it's. I think it'll be really worth it. So if you're interested in doing more um, thought leadership type content, I really applaud you. I think it's well worth doing. It's something you have to do over the journey uh, and put time and effort in, but it will help differentiate your brand from your competitors and it will attract people to you um, because of your ideas, your philosophies, your insights, um, the commentary on trends, etc. And And that, you know, when in an industry, in a, well, in a, business environment where it's really hard, really hard to stand out today and be differentiated, this is one good strategy that you might want to employ. My name is Trevor Young. You've been listening to uh, Become Your Own PR Machine podcast. If you go to becomeyourownprmachine.com, uh, you can sign up there for the um, sister newsletter to the pod. Uh, if the podcast is one bookend, the newsletter of the same name is the other bookend. You can sign up there, becomeyourownprmachine.com. Um, let's connect on LinkedIn if we aren't already connected there. And uh, let's chat on Twitter or X if you're there as well. I'm at Trevor Young. Until the next episode, cheers.